Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy, homeboy alone, chilling at the house, John Wayne, that's right, me, John Wayne, here, of course, of course I am in Wayne Manor, nestled in the East Wing in the Library of Evil, where I am happy to be with you all again for another episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I, of course, have a big cup of coffee in my Drink Coffee Inhaled Satan mug from Chris and Alicia Stamps. Thanks, guys, again. And I got an ice-cold Topo Chico, mm-mm-mm, so good, and a big bottle bong full of some heaping grand pappies, mother medicine, you know. So, I am feeling... A-okay right now and happy to be here. Thank you guys for joining me for another week. Uh, amidst some change, I guess, uh, as far as this weird quarantine situation going on that we've been in, you know, uh, some things are lifted here and there. Some things are crazy still. I, I really don't know. It, it's a lot of uh, doings a transpire in, that's for sure. But we'll talk about that uh, in a minute. First, I want to give a huge shout out to a new Patreon uh, supporter that joined this past week, Mr. Dustin Hendricks. What's up, dude? Shouts out to you and major, major appreciation and love. Uh, I talked about Dustin a little bit last week because uh, I had a great conversation with him on his podcast called Technical Difficulties, T-E-A-S, like you drink in a spot of tea. And uh, actually, that episode that I'm on comes out today, Sunday, that I'm recording this. So when you're listening to this, uh, after you're done listening to old Uncle Johnny here, jump on over to the Technical Difficulties, uh, T-E-A-S, with my man Dustin Hendricks. Check out uh, my episode, and then he's got some back episodes on there too, and let's uh, let's all join and kind of, he's getting it started, so I want to get him some support and give him that push and keep him going. So, uh, what's up, Dustin? Thanks a lot, man, and uh, and we're coming for you, your podcast, dude. Push it to victory. Anyway, um, so yeah, thanks a lot, man. And, if, and uh, just everyone out there, I do have a Patreon. If you want to check it out, uh, it's at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Uh, I have a bunch of different tiers there where I give away cool things that I, I you know, books and art and st all kinds of shit. And uh, But any tier gets you access to my other weekly podcast, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, in which I actually talk to two people. It's not just all, it's not me talking to myself like usual. And, um, you know, it's been, that podcast has been a ton of fun to do. The episodes are, are really, really fun. So uh, any tier you join, you get access to that. And uh, if you just want to swing on by and give a one-time donation, you can absolutely do that as well. Or you could just Continue listening to the podcast, and I thank you so much for that. Uh, but check it out at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, and uh, you give Uncle Johnny a little bit of support there. So anyway, let's see. This week, so I was talking about how things were lifted in this quarantine. Some things are different. Um, here in Texas, uh, you know, as you know, I'm in the Dirty Third, uh, Houston, Texas. Shouts out, H-Town, holla. And, um, you know, I'm not... I don't, I think patios are open now, um, for you to go, like, I guess, sit on a patio and drink a beer or, or a restaurant. I don't think you could sit down in a restaurant yet here in Texas, at least not, you're not supposed to be able to. Um, I think, like, the mask order here is voluntary, but recommended, I believe, but I haven't really gone anywhere, uh, except to the corner store, and... Uh, to get beer, and I wore a mask, and uh, except for yesterday, I, I went out there, forgot my mask, but oh well. So I don't know, so it's interesting, I guess we'll see, um, you know, what's, 
what's going to happen. I, I, I have no idea. Uh, but I do know that a bit of bad news was that Scares That Care was officially canceled for the year. Not postponed, not pushed back, just moved, you know, just done for the year, canned, moved to 2021. Uh, that was... That was a bit. Uh, that one was a tough one. That's uh, you know, one of my favorite events ever. Um, not just you know for for many reasons. Just mostly you know. Uh, well, first of all, it was like the first convention I vended at, where I was where I helped the Grindhouse people. Shouts out Carrie and Andy, and uh, you know, really kind of cut my teeth there. And then I, but I just have so many good friends that I would have seen there. Um, so many, probably that's the convention where I'm going to see the most people that I act that I know, um, you know, at, at one time in one place. And that, that's hard. I'm not going to lie. That was a hard one to, to take because I'm going to definitely miss that, uh, huge, huge dose of, of love and, uh, kind of refresh that you get from doing something like that. But, you know, Hey, again, can't dwell on it. Joe, uh, Joe made the right decision and, you know, we got to look out for health and, and try to get through this whole thing so that we can have it next year. So it's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I, I definitely understand that. It just, uh, it's just a, it's just a huge bummer. So that, um, was not a great way to start off the week. I think he did that on Monday or Tuesday. They announced that, uh, but you know, oh, well, you know, and so, so it goes, uh, as Kurt Vonnegut says, so that, that one sucked. Um, and every day, again, things are still just getting moved around. And it is it is what it is. I'm still trying to figure out that. I hate to say it is what it is. Sorry. Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, but I will. And I'm still doing stuff here and writing and doing a bunch of shit. So keeping it busy. But, uh, you know, aside from that, this week, uh, I also had an excellent Skype conversation for the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast with uh, Zach and Erica Kaufman from Atomic Cotton. They, uh, you, If you're in the horror scene at all, if you've been to a horror convention, you know, you probably know exactly who they are. You see their booth has got the bright green, you know, backdrop with the shirts that are, you know, tacked on it. And they're, the colors of the shirts are very bright and 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 uh very cool uh all these original designs that they they kind of do takes on horror stuff that uh, horror movies and characters erica does a lot of the drawing uh for them but then they also have a lot of uh, artistic friends that they you know contract on to do stuff they have great great stuff and i had an awesome conversation with them we had a lot of fun a lot of laughter um and i, I miss those guys but check them out you know if you want some cool ass horror t-shirts that are definitely uh awesome and original Check out, uh, go to atomiccotton.com or check out them on uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, because they did, uh, you know, one of the things that they said they used this time for was to uh, restock their entire store. So everything that was out of print that, you know, was out of print on their store is now, boom, stocked up. So go check out atomiccotton.com and get yourself some stuff. And then, uh, you know, you join the Patreon, you get to hear the whole episode when it comes out. But I'll let you know, that one's going to be a couple of weeks from now. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I did that. But, you know, probably, uh, oh, another thing that has to do with this whole quarantine and everything is that my wife, uh, Katie, actually traveled this week. She flew to Denver, Colorado um, to visit her sister for, uh, you know, to there was, uh, you know, just some some things she had to go over there and help out her sister with. And, you know, it's kind of... I, I wasn't really thinking too much about it 
until maybe like the day before when she was trying to make sure she got all her stuff ready and had all her things and you know to stay like sanitized and clean all that all that kind of stuff and i was like man i guess this is yes serby i guess this is kind of crazy you know uh <clears throat> and some people and i some people were like i can't believe it i wouldn't do that i wouldn't travel and i'm like but you know <clears throat> i think uh, i guess i'll see what what happens but it, you know she's she's been okay um, it's, she said it was fine. She said she flew southwest. And uh, Cerberus, I'm trying to have a podcast right now, dude. Do you want me to shut this door? I had the door open to the library because the boys are wandering in and out here. But um, I might have to shut it if Serby doesn't get his act together here. So, <clears throat> but she did tell me that, you know, they, they were, she flew southwest and they were restricted. Uh, no middle seats. Uh, except for family, so if you and your, you know, idiot kid or whatever need to sit in the middle, uh, nah, just joking, but yeah, it was family, so she had, you know, nobody in the middle seat, and I don't believe it was a full flight, but I, I, I can't remember, so, uh, I'm picking her up today as I'm recording this, so, uh, this evening, and we'll see how it goes, I think, uh, hopefully a little, uh, maybe some couple treats might have found their way into her bag for old Uncle Johnny, you know what kind of treats I'm talking about, <laughs> hey, yeah, Colorado, so, uh, so that was, that was cool, but, but probably the most fun night I've had this week, uh, was Nick, uh, <laughs> Uh, Nick P and I getting together to work on our magazine that I've kind of talked about some of the stuff we've been putting together for this magazine that we're going to have out uh, and sell at my table next time we're ever able to get on the road. Um, but we uh, we finally started meeting live again last week. So we had two two meetings uh, together. And um, you know, whether you think that's great or not, you know, hey, it's it's it is what it is. If I have, you know, we have what is it? Serby Serby's in here, everybody. Um you know, that's, we're fine, whatever. But we, uh, we had decided, we had talked about it the week before that we were, uh, gonna, you know, if we can't go on a, on one of these trips across the country right now, like we will desperately, desperately want to, we're going to take our own trip. Um, you know, a trip within our own minds, a vacation from ourselves, they called it. Uh, but we decided to, uh, you know, um, loosen up the old belts there and, uh, drop some old LSD, that old good old acid, and we did. I I, I had a, a person who I was uh, able to get some from, and we took we took. Uh, we're all friends here, guys. I, I took three hits each, start to start the part, just to get it started. And uh, you know, Nick shows up. He's insane. He's got a bottle of wild turkey. <clears throat> we sit down. We do that. We're smoking a bowl, just talking. Uh, you know, drinking cocktails out of you know glasses with ice, like a gentleman and stuff. And it started. You know, when it starts to kind of get get rocking in your brain you're like all right and then we're just just uh laughing and having fun and doing shit and uh then it was just like man we got to go on an adventure i need to i was i was getting close to being out of weed so i was like i'm gonna go pick up some more weed and we'll like fucking smoke some blunts or something let's do it so uh we got in the you know we get in the car and drive and i'm you know some people are like what you're on acid yes i know but i am a professional i promise you that uh, we went over, wasn't far, not that that matters, but, uh, allegedly, uh, I got some weed from this person and, and Nick and I smoked up, uh, some more and we got home, we ended up drinking more whiskey and then we, uh, Nick's like, let's watch Dirty Harry. So, 
I rolled a joint and we smoked it and watched Dirty Harry. Uh, it seemed like it was over in like 20 minutes to me for some reason. But uh, it was pretty cool. I had never seen Dirty Harry before, I guess. Um, and then, you know, Nick's like, I'm going to take off. So he leaves. And uh, I just ended up like kind of piddling around my house for a while. Just like listening to podcasts and sitting down and then getting back up and walking over here. And let me, let me do this, you know. Uh, it, it, but it was fun. It was a... Uh, it was something it was uh just us having that kind of like um letting go of everything truly being able to let go of everything that's bothering us under those circumstances and all not having to think about any of the negative things going on um and just kind of kicking back and really having a good rip roar in time and laughing and uh we worked on weird ideas for the magazine so we were working people so that means that we can deduct the cost of that acid as a business expense so um, I'll release my tax returns. Don't worry. So that was a, that was a cool break. I, I know some people listening to this are probably like, uh, you're insane or I'm not really into that. And I'm not saying you have to be, and I'm not condoning it, but I just, this is my podcast about my life and that's, that's what I'm doing right now. So, um, and I, and as, as you know, if you're, if you've been a listener for a while, I am a huge proponent of, uh, you know, mushrooms and, and using mushrooms and LSD to, you know, kind of break your brain out of these bad places that you get in and, and really open yourself to new perspectives and new uh, understandings and, and kind of realizations of how things can be and how you can do things. Um, that's just what I believe. That's what I get out of this, these kind of things. So, you know, please take it, take it as, as you will, but I'm not, you know, I understand some people might be against that, but Hey, what are you going to do? Oh yeah. Shouts out mom. Um, but my mom loves me. So, um, yeah, so that was an awesome night, you know, and uh, and that was it. And Friday, I was pretty pretty hungover and tired, uh, but I did that podcast uh, with Erica and Zach, and that was awesome. And, uh, yeah, and then yesterday, it was uh, – I, I drew for the magazine, like, for hours that we're working on. I, some more stupid ads that we were working on played. Chris and I have been jam kazamming that fucking practice app that we've been using uh, – shit like probably three or four days this week we have just like jumping on an hour or two here an hour there that's been a lot of fun um i i if anybody out there is listening who plays in a band and you're you're separated and can't practice because of this kind of quarantine thing still um try jam kazam j-a-m-k-a-z-a-a-m kazam i don't know it's one it's something like that but check it out you know it's it's you got a hardwire you know your computer to to like an ethernet right to your you know router or modem whatever the fuck it is but it works man we're we're a two-piece band drums and guitar and we are able to practice like fine it, it takes a little like it takes some getting used to but it's definitely worth at least fucking around with and trying to dial it in if you're especially if you're in a band and you're you're missing practicing with your band because that's a big part of you know what makes me happy and keeping me going so uh so that's been that's been great too and you know it's just been uh really one of the only few <clears throat> days i've had by myself truly by myself at the house since you know this the quarantine started and uh and that's fine katie and i've been getting along great um she she has a you know she loves to watch those ch cerberus okay she loves to uh watch the the housewife shows um, and that's usually going on in, in her, in the living room while she's working, 
uh, you know, she's logged on to her computer working and she can have that on when she's doing it. And uh, I'm back in the, the library of evil here. But it's kind of like I got used to hearing this kind of low hum in the background of just like screeching ladies yelling at each other. And uh, and when I didn't hear it, I was like, whoa, what is that? I, it's silence. I, I kind of miss the screaming, you know, so uh, who knows? Yeah, that's that's how it is. But it was it was decent to be have a little time to myself, you know, it wasn't too bad. But I, I uh, look forward to having her back this evening uh, and germ free. I, I hope so. Uh, but that's it. And that's pretty much been my week this week. Um, uh, you know, uh, speaking of the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, I am uh, I've been putting in kind of excerpts from the the episode that I'm also releasing uh, this week for the Patreon, and uh, I'm I, I'm gonna do that uh, again today. I have a nice little uh, drop in here. I I uh, talked to a very good friend of mine, Michael Allen Rose, author, musician, awesome dude, definitely uh, out in Chicago. We've talked uh, uh, several times during this quarantine thing, just kind of keeping each other sane, talking about stuff. And uh, this was a great conversation. We talked a lot about games. We talked just, a, just bullshitted a lot. And uh, I have to say, and this is also Mr. Michael Allen Rose is the first guest to uh, be on the Awesome Dude for Life podcast uh, twice. He was actually on the inaugural first episode that we recorded in his apartment last November when I was there for Days of the Dead. And uh, yeah, and then I was like, hey, man, let's do another one, you know, and it, it was uh, <clears throat> great as well. So we'll drop a little bit of that in here now and uh give it a listen here's me and michael allen rose well i mean uh before we you know i think i just want to tackle the top important um most important things right at the top of this um sure. so marijuana is legally recreational legal in in illinois right now there you are you're blowing on your little lightsaber pen there you're making me all jealous you got your <laughs> shit i still have to i just Shit, I almost had to put. I almost pushed this thing off again while you were setting up your camera. My drug dealer texted me. And she, <laughs> she was like, "Ah, you can come over now." And I was like, "Ah, oh, man, can you wait like an hour?" And she was like, "Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you almost <laughs> got sidetracked because I don't have a oh, store to shit. go to." Um, but uh, it's legal now there. How? Yes. How? Tell me uh, all about this. How are? How are you enjoying it? Is it? What is it like there? How is it yeah, going yeah. down? Well, you know, it's it's been interesting. There's a, there's a couple of things that I've noticed about it, and my partner Sada, as you know, um, shouts out, you know, Sada. yeah, um, we've been talking about it a lot. It's it's interesting to see how legalization has happened here, because the only experience we'd really had with legalization was in Oregon, and mm -hmm. Oregon's had their shit together for a long time. You know, like they've they've had it legal for a long time. They've got uh, they've got a weed culture there that's really you know strong. It's fairly prevalent. So when you go to a weed store out there, you know, you get these bud tenders that are really laid back. They have a lot to say. They just kind of shop with you. You can browse. You can, you know, you can kind of hang out. Here, it's Illinois. You know, everything is about how much money is this going to make the broke-ass state of Illinois. And it's very much like a military operation. Like, the when we went in... It, it doesn't have that laid back, like, we're going to shop for a while, kind of hang out. Ooh, what's the blue light special kind of vibe? Yeah. It's very much like, all right, stand in this line. Cool. You can come in. Here's the menu. Figure out what you want before you get in there. All right, talk to that guy. What do you want? Select yeah. the things off the thing. He puts it in the little pad. They, they, he gives you a number. You go up to the counter. They hand you the little bag. They're like, thanks a lot. And you, you head back out. 
by the line that's like waiting to get in. So it's very much like a weird, precise drill operation right now. But mm. I think as things go on, that'll lighten up a little bit. But right now, it's like everyone's figuring out how this is supposed to look, how economically it's supposed to work. You know, the prices and the taxes especially are real high right now. But that's yeah. a, that's subject to change over time, too. <clears throat> um, but I will say, all of that aside, it's really nice to be able to legally go get your medicine. Like, you can walk into a store, you can say, I want this, and you can get it. You know, like, it's... it's it, I, I don't think... I realized how big a deal that would be to me. I think I took it for granted because I'm not like a heavy user mm -hmm. until it was available to me. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Like as an adult, I can just walk in and say, I want these things and, you know, exchange my money for goods and services. And it's, it's, it's nice to have that. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Um, there's a shortage of actual flour right now, but there's a lot of edibles and there's a lot of, um, you know, different uh, oils and things like that. So we're, we're pretty well set up for now. Um, they don't have a lot of variety of flour yet. That's apparently a supply chain thing that they have to figure out over uh -huh. time. So, but are, are do, do some places still have flour now, or every they're just totally out of flour? Um, it's for the most part out. I, what I've seen is most places have a strain of flour. Like if they have any flour, it's like this is what we got. This one, right. you know, <clears throat> like uh, just buying whereas, just like, buying from a regular drug dealer. You know, yeah. I got this one. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, the funny thing is, well, Sada and I are fans of edibles, so we're in heaven because there's so many companies coming out with really good stuff, and uh, so they've got a pretty extensive menu of that stuff, so that's been really nice. Uh, we're, well, we're, all, we're well stocked for the quarantine, I guess is what I should say. Yeah. But, well, you said the prices were high. What, what, are, what are they like? Uh, I mean, because I've, I've, I mean, I've been to Portland we together mm. many times when we've yeah. been together there uh, i mean i, I don't I, have uh, i don't have numbers for you but i guess i would say that i i would say the prices here are a little bit higher retail wise and the tax is significantly higher so do you do you know anything offhand like you can give me an example of just for oh. my own uh comparison because because uh, colorado and and because even like paying the taxes um on them it's like still works out in your favor as far as you know not bl black market buying i guess you could say yeah um but i guess I here the, the thing there. is um the taxes are almost i i want to say i don't know this for sure and your your listeners will have to google it to make sure but i think it's around 40 some percent that's it's usually a really high tax yeah i think that's what colorado started at because yeah. that so that that's percent yeah yeah so uh, supposedly that might go down over time but, I mean, it's going to take a little while. And then, of course, we had this plague show up out of nowhere, which kind of slowed a lot of things down, too. Mm. Whereas all of a sudden, there's like, okay, so we just got these businesses open. And now we've got to do all this, like, social distancing stuff and figure out what's essential and what isn't. And, you know, they were already running out of adult use product at the beginning. And now it's like, you don't even know what days you can go in to get it and how you have to, you know, go about it. So I think eventually it'll be really cool. And right now, it's a good start. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, just just getting it on, you know, past as legal is a great start. Absolutely. I was talking to uh, Carrie and Andy last week, um, CV Hunt and Anderson Prunty, a.k.a. Shouts out, guys. Uh, they they can see a dispensary there in Ohio. They can see a dispensary from their window of their apartment, they were telling me. Um, and because uh, it's medicinally legal there and Carrie right. has a car. So they uh, she was telling me they like 
are contacting, you know, reaching out and be like, what do you need? We'll, we'll deliver it for you or have it at the door when you get here, order it through their web, you know, through their email or some shit like that. So they're like, their shit's still going. I mean, granted, it's not rec there yet, recreational. Right. They're, they're figuring something out to keep um, that shit going. It looks like the medical industry here is doing the same thing. It sounds okay. pretty much like that, where you, it's really easy to do curbside delivery. Hell, one of the places, the place right here in Oak Park, where I, I live, you know, the, the part of Chicago I live. Oak Park! Um, has a, <laughs> the OP um, <laughs> has a, a valet service. They'll actually park your car for you when you get there and stuff. So it's, it's like, it's kind of cool. Oh, that's fancy. Yeah. Um, the, the only problem is right now, like I said, the wreck stuff, I think they, they were just trying to figure out and then all this hit. So it's like, it just complicated matters further. Right. But, um, they're doing pretty well. I mean, given the circumstances of trying to like keep things moving and I know the medical people are having no problem. Um, I had what, you know, um, before all of this went down, you know, Sada and I are entertainers, as you know, and we were co-producing a burlesque show. Oh yeah. Town. We talked and, about uh, that last time you were on the show. I was there for one of them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You came and saw it. Um, we had a guy come in who was a, um, let's say, a traditional uh, cannabis distribution uh, point. <laughs> so like a, just a drug dealer? Yeah, a drug dealer. And yeah. he came in and uh, he was enjoying the show so much. And he, he sidled up to me at intermission and he goes, dude, I just want to give you a heads up so you know what's up. Um, I'm going to tip you guys some pot i'm really enjoying the show da, da, da. Just, so just so you know when i drop it in the tip bucket i'm like why don't you just give it to me directly now. instead of like yeah. throwing <laughs> drugs into a hat you know but um he gave us a bunch of sealed you know like straight up legit sealed medical uh stuff he gave us some flour and a whole bunch of really strong chocolate like cool. like like really strong especially for us we're like holy crap so that was kind of cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, another very another very important question um, that goes on this lines. Um, yeah. Is there a dispensary within walking distance from your apartment? Because when I come up there, I'm going to mm -hmm. need to know exactly where all my options are. And uh, what are yes. we talking? Yes, there is. Uh, okay. It's not a short walk. Okay. But it's uh, it's a reasonable walk. Okay, I, I I have done uh, some pretty daunting walks in the past for dispensaries. <laughs> I, when we uh, when I was in Colorado last April, uh, I guess uh -huh. yeah, about a year ago this this month with my wife, uh, we were there visiting her sister, and we had an Airbnb in this neighborhood, like a small one of the small neighborhoods there. That's pretty cool. And as soon as we checked in, I was like, all right, I found the fucking pot store. It's like 0.5 miles. And I was like, all right, that's easy. Yeah. And uh, I fucking look at it. I'm like, okay, look, the walk is good. Uh, also, a blizzard had hit Denver uh, that oh. day or the day before. Like, we got in there right before they canceled all the uh, oh, flights. No. So we were the last flight that landed <laughs> in there. Nothing else took off after that. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to walk. And Katie's like, well, I'll go with you. And I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. So we start walking and it's snowing a little bit, but as we get further, it's snowing harder and harder and harder. And like, I'm just walking and the snow is just building up on me because it's oh, coming no. into my face. So like my whole front is just all white. I had like a leather jacket on, thankfully, but like my shoes, everything, I'm just getting covered in snow and I'm like, keep, gotta keep going. And I turn around to Katie <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you feel like running? And she was like, no, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so, so we finally get there covered in snow, soaking wet, because we're uh -huh. obviously not prepared. We were in jeans and shit. 
get in there, buy a bunch of weed. I feel all good. And then we just went across the street to a bar that was open and drank for like an hour and then called an Uber to take us the half mile back. Cause I was like, fuck that. But I am willing to walk far 500 miles and 500 miles back or whatever. I can go across a river, uh, you know, whatever we need. I'm not a full vampire. I can cross bodies of water nice. still. So nice. Well, you know what? I, knowing your history and knowing you as I do, I mean, you're the dude who will jump out a window or walk, you know, through a blizzard to get pot. Yeah, you won't have a problem with this walk. It's especially if you come in the summer. Oh, no, it's just a nice, a lovely day's walk. <laughs> that That's one of the things uh, that I like. Um, so much about Chicago, as I've said, that's my favorite city to go visit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we can walk everywhere. Like when yep. we're, when we're at your place, you know, we're in, we were in your new place this year, but I've been to your old place twice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even the, like there here, we can just walk to different little cool cafes and it's not just like one exactly. or like a Starbucks. It's like all this cool shit. And then on the way back, you're like, Oh, a bookstore records i think i'll stop in here and now in this case like a pot store well might as well you know right (laughs) i always love talking to michael love that dude check him out michael allen rose check out his books and stuff and if you want to hear the rest of that uh the whole conversation that we had uh that episode is going to be right on over at patreon.com slash john wayne is dead so if you join any tier you get access to that episode plus all the back episodes that i've done and all the episodes that i have going forward and i have banked quite a few uh, during this time, and I have some really, really awesome people that I talk to. So, uh, so check it out. You know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you check it out a little bit. So, speaking of checking it out, <clears throat> I think we'll get into our three card tarot reading uh, of the week. Uh, let me grab my book. As you know or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before every show, in which I write down my thoughts, the things that are on my mind for the week, and then just kind of re-examine those uh, under the perspective of what the cards uh mean and symbolize and such and i i have a lot of fun doing it i also do a card of the day reading on my instagram at john wayne is dead if you follow my instagram it's on my instagram story every morning and then it goes over to my uh, youtube page the john wayne is dead youtube page uh another thing i do want to bring up about this week that uh relates to this that i thought was very special was um somebody uh who does one of my instagram friends uh, actually asked me if I could do a reading on them for, for an issue they were having, a three-card reading. And uh, and I did. And I was like, yeah, you know what, I will. So it, and it was very, uh, it was cool to do. And uh, she got a lot out of it and she felt really good about it. So uh, so did I. So that was kind of fun and something different, you know. It was very cool. Uh, but so we'll see. We'll see where this six-pack takes us, baby. So this week... Um, let me see. I was uh, my on my mind. You're always on my mind. Was uh, first of all maintaining positivity in this kind of climate. Got to be you know day at a time thing sometimes. Um, oh, and it take one step at a time. Uh, I like that because I got uh, you know the 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 hermit is a card in tarot uh, that I had recently for myself, and I actually had in the reading for somebody else the other day um where the the lantern that the the hermit is holding on the card <clears throat> only shows him the next step it doesn't cast enough light to get past the next step so you know that it kind of reminds you to take to take things a step at a time you know and so that got into my mind and i was just like okay especially with all this crazy shit that's going on 
I'm having to revamp my whole, I don't know, career, career, the way I'm trying to shape this career, the way I'm trying to work this thing and make it work. And, um, it's, it's, but it's ever shifting. So I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want to take things one step at a time and get it, just find the right path. And so that, that was been on my mind. Um, also I wrote down reinventing this year. So that's, uh, you know, for the rest of this year, what the fuck, you know, if there's not any conventions, which is a very strong possibility, I'm afraid I was, I was informed by some people that there may be no conventions this entire year. Um, so I don't, uh, you know, having to kind of swallow that, that pill is, uh, you know, something I was already probably, I was already preparing myself for, but I got to reinvent, I got to find a new way to connect and, and keep myself going and keep my thing going. So I'm thinking about that planning always and problem solving, creative problem solving. So I think I got some good ones on this one too. So first card I get is the Knight of Pentacles and you know, that's hard work right there. It's, you know, the knights are always the ones who come to take the idea and, and make, you know, from the page that comes up with the idea, you know, the knight is like the work, the worker that goes out and does it, you know, and uh, this is no exception It's the knight of pentacles it, it is, uh, you know, all about productivity routine. And uh, it's, this is actually the most hardworking, methodical and detail oriented character in the tarot deck. So this is, you know, definitely a signification of, you know, hard work, productivity, and keeping it going. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, they do what it takes to get results. Um, even if the job is repetitive or, you know, is, is a re this repetitive routine just uh, that has to be done, you, you know, you'll do it because it's part of the greater goal. It, it, it's a part of that needs to be completed to get to the greater goal. And you realize that. So you're able to look past the, you know, the boring aspect of it or the, whatever you may think not, it's not exciting or the repetitive nature. You're able to get past all of that because it's a part of the goal and it needs to be done. And, and you just are committed to reaching the goal and, and putting the hard work into every aspect of it, not half-assing this part of it and giving this part 110%. Um, it's about that too. You know, uh, somebody works methodically, sticking to a plan and schedule, com consistent, committed to goals. Uh, so that's so it's saying don't change this approach right now. Uh, you know, for whatever goal trying trying to meet, um, keep working methodically, stick to the plan, stick to the schedule, be consistent and committed. And this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about for like reinventing this year. You know how. How do you do it? You know, what, do you, what do you need to think about? Well, you need, I'm, I'm looking at this and it, what I've been doing, working hard, sticking to the plan, doing what I've been doing so far that's gotten me, that's gotten me this far. Uh, you know, just do that. And that this is kind of like a, a, a reaffirmation, I guess, of that. You know, stay consistent, work hard, and it's going to – I'll figure it out. I'll meet the goal in a different way because – we're in a different time. Uh, you envision your goal. You determine the best course of action. You stick to the plan. Execute with relentless focus. You're meticulous. And you never leave a job half done. And all, you always follow through with high standards. So this is, um, you know, this is kind of saying everything I think you have the potential to do when you approach a situation that we don't always reach our f full potential in all of those things. But, um, you know, I look at it 
as, you know, with the other paragraph I just read, stick with the plan, work hard, keep envisioning that goal, which, you know, is something daily, uh, daily thing and, and execute the plan that you've envisioned to, to meet that goal with, I like this relentless focus. Relentless focus means that it means you're able to tune out this insanity around us for some amount of time in order to do what you're supposed to do or do what you do, which is write or paint or draw or uh, plant, plant, sculpt, whatever it is, you know, that's what relentless focus is. Regardless of what's going on, you're going to find a way to get get this done and and stick to it however you can, even if it means rearranging your life, basically. Um, and I know a lot about that. So um, I think, you know, that's why this is that really, uh, I felt that was really good. Um, again, um, even with mundane assignments, you, you're, you know, you do this without complaints because, and, and you may have complained in the past, but have learned not to complain because you've seen the results. There's plenty of things I can think of that, um, I, you know, just, uh, I don't know, just shit that you don't want to do, but then you, it's hard or it's like, uh, whatever. And you need to, you just need to stick. You just need to, you might've complained about it in the past and it's a lesson you learned. I don't know. I'm so high right now. Fucking bottle bong. Sorry. I totally lost myself right there, but, uh, I love you. So you've established the need for a routine and careful planning, which yes, uh, because this helps you achieve your goals. And even if it's not exciting, even if you want to quit, keep with it because success is coming. So that's something that's like also a theme in several other cards, uh, especially that I've had lately where it talks about um, uh, a temporary work increase, temporary burden uh, put upon you that is making you work extra, extra hard with very little rest or whatever it is. And you, but but the fact is that you know it's temporary and you know it's helping you meet your goal so you do it without complaining it ties into this you know you just you just do it knowing that it's temporary knowing that it, it's necessary to meet your goal so i think that tied in a lot with that uh with our night right there i wanted to bring that up so next card i got the lovers the lovers Ooh, let me get a little lover coffee here uh-huh. so of course the lovers card of love uh, harmony, relationships, values, choices. So it, it this card represents a conscious connective uh, connection and meaningful relationships. Uh, typically, this is it refers to romantic relationships, but it can also mean friendships, families, business relationships, uh, anything where love, respect, and passion flow. You know, and that could go through across a lot of relationships. So you know, when I think about that, I you know. I'm thinking just to stay what I'm trying what I've been trying to do is is to keep stay connected to the love and passion that I have and respect for the people in my life like you know uh like my wife you know we're here all day every day living it up no problems and then like just reconnecting with these people on Skype so that I can get that love that fulfill fulfillment from this, you know, that's, that's how I'm kind of going to, that's how I'm looking at, at this part of it. Um, open communication and honesty, open your heart, share your true feelings, which creates a powerful, 
powerful bond and is harmonious. Yeah, filling relationships, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, that's something I talk about all the time too. Communication, uh, of course, in any relationship, particularly a romantic one, communication's got to be key. It's, it's just got to be. Um, friendships, working relationships, you know, communication. I, when I managed uh, Starbucks for, for all that time, I had such a great crew and we would talk about everything that happened. Like if something happened, we would sit down and talk about it. But I would always tell them like, look, I'm not here all the time, guys. If you have something happen and nobody tells me, I can't fix it. So, you know, there's, you know, and I'm, I'm fully aware that things happen that, you know, there are adults-ish. They can take care of things with between themselves. But sometimes I need to get involved. And if there's no communication to me, something can get so out of hand that it becomes this big deal that could have been totally taken care of without drama, without this, without that, if only the communication had been there. So like, that's just an example of how it doesn't necessarily have to be like this, uh, you know, romantic relationship that this is referring to or, you know, or speaking on. Um, so, you know, be clear on your values and your beliefs. This has a big, you know, this is a big part of communication too. Figure out what you stand for, uh, decide what's essential to you, stay true to yourself and be authentic. That's something I always be authentic, um, and genuine and genuine in everything that, that you do. So be clear on your values, know, know what you want and communicate that to people. Um, know what you stand for, live that. I think, you know, when you, when you decide what's essential to you, decide all of these, all of these things, you find all this out about yourself, then, you know, stay true to that self, be authentic. And in your relationships, always be authentic. Don't, don't put up a front for somebody. Here's another example. Um, when I was from Star, when I was working at Starbucks, you know, we would get different, uh, district managers all the time, not all the time, but sometimes they'd be redistricting, you know, they opened a lot of stores. So I got this, uh, for the last, I think my last five or six years, maybe, or four years at Starbucks, uh, I had a, a district manager that I was transferred, you know, our store was transferred into her district and people did not, you know, she had a reputation of, uh, you know, being a hard ass or being mean or being whatever, you know, and, and I was like, okay, I, I don't know this person. And so when we sat down for our first face-to-face meeting and she's come to get to know me and stuff, I said, I told her, I was like, look, I'm never, I'm never going to sugarcoat anything for you. I'm never going to put on a front. What you see when you walk in here is what you get. We're not cleaning it up because you're coming or we're not putting on it's staying clean. What I mean is we're not doing anything differently because you're here than if we weren't. And I'm not saying anything differently to you, you know, about anything that I wouldn't say if you were, you know, that's what I wanted to to put through. And we had a great relationship. She was a great boss. I thought she treated me well. You know, we had, we had our back and forth a couple times, but we always came out, you know, better for it. And it was, it was great. But I, I used that, you know, uh, I told her, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be myself and authentic and genuine. And this is what you get. And it, it worked out far better than probably 98% of the relationships she had with other store managers. And, uh, you know, and there was a trust that she built in, in there where she'd let me handle a lot of my own issues without her getting involved because she trusted me to do it because I showed her how I could, I showed her how we, we worked. Um, just, you know, I'm just trying to, like I said, 
it doesn't always have to be romantic. So I don't want to be on here like, love line, Dr. Drew. Hey, baby. Um, choose what you want in life. You know, use your personal belief system. These, these values we talked about. Don't, uh, don't, don't carry out decisions based on fear. That's, that's what's uh, the hugest part of this that I wrote down. You know, fear is what keeps us from doing anything. Everything that we don't do is because we're afraid. It keeps us from doing so many great things. Uh, and when you get rid of fear, it's so awesome. But, you know, don't make decisions based on fear. That's never a good thing to base something on. So um, base them on love. That's, that's what it says. So I like that because I hate fear. And I think that we can, uh, we can uh, always get past that. So that's for the lovers. And then the next last card I got, next last card, the last card we got was the Nine of Pentacles Reversed. So the Nine of Pentacles Reversed is a card of self-worth, overinvestment in your work and hustling. Um, so this card is saying to examine, examine your self-worth and value. Uh, examine your self-worth right now and value what you do you know, what service you provide for people, what, whatever it is, you know, this, this is, I like, this is very kind of strong in the artistic kind of thing, or, or at least I can make it refer very heavily to that, or I feel that it does for me. You know, we got to put value on what we do. We, you know, we got to, as artists or creatives or whatever, you know, even working any job, if you work an hourly job, you know, your time is valuable. And we need to know that we're worth, we are worth things. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be like, um, hey, you know, like somebody hits you up like, hey, man, can you, can you draw me a, a tattoo, my picture for a tattoo? And you're like, yeah, that's cool, man. I do that for you. And they're like, how much? Oh, don't worry about it, man. And then you spend uh, three days or whatever, hours and hours drawing this. And, and it's fun to get, it's fine to give things to people uh, that you make because, you know, you, you care about them or, or you just want to pass it on. But we do, you do deserve it. You deserve to get paid for what you do. You're worth it. This, this card is about just knowing your worth, um, examining that self-worth. You know, if you want something more, go for it, ask for it, or do what you got to do because you're worth it and you deserve it. You know, if you have to leave and go find it somewhere else, that's what you got to do. Um, also, this card says if you, if you are, if you're lacking in, in, a, in a sense of self-worth, you need to increase it, treat yourself. So treat yourself with something like examples like makeover, clothes, learn a new skill, whatever, whatever makes you feel good about yourself, uh, indulge in it right now because that's going to give you that sense of of worth and uh you can then like apply that forward and say ah maybe if you just need to remind be reminding of what it feels like to like, be like i look good or i feel good this is the kind of activities that will and then you can be like ah yes okay i got it now and then you start slapping bitches not like ladies like bad people like bad bitches you're slapping them around and shit uh may, you may be too busy uh, working like and hustling. I know I, I wrote this down. This is something I, I work on uh, to enjoy the fruits of your labors. Like in other words, you're just working, 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 and you never stop to even enjoy a success because you're on to the next. I talk about this a lot. I do this a lot. You know, I I, I need to make sure that I take time because when you do this, you know, you remember what's truly important to you. You remember why this achievement was important to you. Cerberus, I swear to God, I'm trying to talk about achievements. Jesus. Sorry. Um, he feels very adamant about it too. So, you know, 
it's important that we do remember where that came from. What what inspired that hustle and hard work in the first place? Because if we're achieving these things or these we're hitting these milestones along the way, um, and we're not taking time to appreciate it, then it just it's just all work. And what are we doing? Like you're not you lose sight i think so it's just about having that reconnection don't and uh you know also i like i wrote this down don't get too caught up in financial wealth if it costs your relationships or gets in the way of other priorities so if you know again that's this can come down to a thing where you're just chasing money all the time and that's why you're on 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 to the next one on to the next thing this 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 but if it's a detriment to your your well-being your relationships you really need to take a different perspective. Take take a step and re-examine what is important to you. You know, again, like we said, being your authentic self and genuine, remembering what originally was driving you to this in, in the first place, and not losing sight of that. So that's our reading for this week. I I like that. <clears throat> I got a lot out of it. I hope you did too. Um, so on to our story of the week. Um. This was another thing that came to me that it's just it's a story about it's a story where I think it also has a good lesson in it. And it's about taking criticism. Um, So uh, I'm going to I'm going to call this uh, this one is called. uh, And the wind cried scary. So this was probably early 2000s um, when this took place. Uh, As some of you know, I've played in bands since I was 17 um, and just have kind of just always been in a band at some capacity or form since then. And at this in this time, I was playing with the band, (coughs) excuse me, I've talked about before called Harem Festival. Uh, We are a three piece band. We were trying to kind of do like a proggy rock type thing. Um, uh, I don't know. We're having a lot of fun. I learned a lot in that band. I got a lot out of being in that band. Um, but uh, this was uh, at a time we were, you know, just uh, putting songs together. I forget how long we had been together, or even how much material we had. I'm pretty sure this is towards the beginning of our uh, stint as a band, maybe a, a year or so, two years in, something like that. Uh we we didn't learn much cover many covers at all because in the beginning when we you know we started the band we were like no covers originals only you know that's some i don't i don't know why i I, we adopted that you know that seemed to be like uh something that was definitely like permeating the like the zeitgeist or whatever you call it like people i guess a lot because a lot of bands had that like we don't play covers bro we rock you know and that's a pretty stupid thing because it's like why wouldn't you want to play covers or at least learn you know learn some covers it helps you to get better uh teaches you something new you might not know plus you know hey people like to hear songs that they know sometimes and if you can bust one out it's a really good way to get the crowd back if they're you know all back at the bar because they think you fucking suck so we um we didn't learn many covers we were just trying to kind of figure out our sound and stuff i, I you know and what we wanted to do uh, still, still putting it together. I, you know, myself and uh, James, the bass player, we were doing a lot of things with pedals, like effects pedals. So we were constantly building and shifting these these different pedal boards, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But one song we did cover uh, towards the beginning was my very favorite Jimi Hendrix song, uh, "The Wind Cried Mary." 
you know, I just, I love that song. Uh, it's just one of my favorite, like, you know, when, when I was first even, who's Jimi Hendrix? And I started listening to that as a kid, you know, that was just my favorite song of his. And uh, I suggested we, oh, here's how this, here's how this even got on the docket. Okay, because we were, uh, you know, you, especially when you're a younger band, you have your fair share of uh, run-ins with shitty promoters and people that just like f- don't know what they're doing or put on just cons- just constantly put on horrible events. And uh, we were to be put on this. Um, it was supposed to be like the Jimi Hendrix Music Festival, Houston something uh, that somebody was putting on, and it was like going to be in all these venues down this street and blah blah. blah. It was supposed to be dedicated to Jimi Hendrix but everybody had to play at least one Jimi Hendrix song when you're in it like so that's so we started learning that Wind Cries Mary uh turns out guess what festival never even fucking happened so we but we we learned the song and um I was you know in my opinion I I think that at this present moment I am an okay guitar player you know I've been playing for over 20 years I, I, I know what I'm doing, but I'm not super rip, ripper guy. I can't, I'm not like a, sh- I tried to be a shredder at one point. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I can write songs. I can play songs. I can learn songs. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at, but I'm always ha- willing to get better. You know, I, I, that's why I still practice today. I always want to get better at what I'm doing. I don't want to hit a plateau and be like, good enough. But through this time when I was in Harem Festival, I worked a lot on my guitar playing because when I joined that band with James and Ryan, they, you know, in my, in my view, I felt they were more advanced musically than I was. So I felt like, which is great because when you're with some, when you're in a situation like that, you're forced to bring your game up, which is exactly what it, it did. It helped me to bring my guitar game up and, and practice a lot more, take practicing seriously. I not, not, this was after this point, the story I'm telling you, but I took private lessons with the guy for a whole year and didn't tell anybody just because I was like, wanted to, you know, get even better. But this was before that, you know, I, I wasn't really a solo player. I didn't play like any solos in our, uh, any of our songs or in any of the other bands I'd been in. I'm just like rhythm and, you know, weird sounds. And, and at this point I'm, you know, the singer of this band. But, you know, we learned this song and it was just kind of like we'd get to the solo. Uh, I remember we were learning it and I would just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll learn. I'll have to learn it. I have to look at, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just keep putting it off. And, you know, I, it wasn't for lack of trying. I just wasn't trying very hard, you know. I, but I did try. I would, you know, I just lacked, uh, you know, I, I, I lacked the maybe dexterity or I lacked the ability to do it at that time in my musical career i guess or musical uh learning experience so but we could play the song the rest of the song and you know it's all good so one we we're playing this gig at this place and this is a place that's called um rock stars patio believe it is closed now um but it was opened by this cool ass dude his name was rock you know we ended up getting to know him and his wife and daughter you know pretty well and and them uh come and see our shows and booking us on shows and stuff. Uh, but rock opened this kind of small neighbor neighborhood type bar slash music venue. And he called it rock stars patio. Really? You know, it was a nice setup, great idea, but it was one of those things that was like awesome place, bad location. It, Cause it wasn't in the city. I think it was like out 
in like a suburb north of the city, kind of even like in a countryish area. Like a lot of Texas is country. I'm, try- I'm trying to rem- just by memory. It wasn't like it was an easy place to get to or find or or someplace that you'd be sitting at home and just like, hey, let's go buy rock stars. Unless you, you know when you lived in that neighborhood. So I know is I know we became like it was a decent neighborhood bar. I think that you know kept it going for a while and he always had bands in there and he you know like i said we got to know him a little bit so he would have us in there a lot you know or or, or if we wanted to, to pick up a gig he was happy to give us one so this particular so he had an inside and outside stage right this particular night we're playing inside and we're playing our you know our set and uh some i, I don't know why but we decide that we're gonna play the wind cries mary so we play it we're playing Wind Cries Mary, and we get to the solo, and uh, I, do you know when, okay, if you've seen Back to the Future, when Marty McFly is up on stage, and he's playing guitar with, uh, you know, the guys, he's playing Earth Angel, and, and when he starts to fade from the photograph, and his fingers start fading away, and he kind of stumbles, and the guitar is like, like, just all like a cat dying sound. So I proceed to go into a solo pretty much a lot similar to that that one. You know, I'm just like noodling around in the wrong key, trying to, I don't even know what I was trying to do, trying to get to the end of the fucking passage to go back into the fucking chorus, I guess. But, you know, it was one of those things where I, uh, I, knew, I knew I was doing a bad job while I was doing it. I knew it was sucking while I was doing it. I knew I wasn't prepared while I was doing it. But, you know, I, I wasn't maybe read necessarily wanting to look, take a good hard look at that. But, um, you know, so we played our set and, and uh, my, this is when, uh, this is before I was married to my first wife, but we were dating and we were living together. And I remember he came home after that and I asked her like, uh, I was like, so what did you think of the show? And she was, and, and like the first thing she's, this, uh, this is how the conversation was. So what did you think of the show tonight? Did you like it? And she just, she just goes, you really need to work on your solos. And 100% true, right on the money. I already knew it, but at the same time that, you know, it was very jarring because I wanted to hear like, it was a great, great show. Wow. You did, you guys did great. You know, everyone liked it. And, and, uh, and and it's great to hear that. And there are people who will always tell you that no matter what. No matter what happened, they're going to tell you, that was awesome, dude. Oh, yeah, people loved you. People loved it. No, you sounded great, man. And this was an aha moment for me because this is when I was like, you know what? Because it pissed me off at first. I was like, well, I... I am. I mean, I'm working on it. I mean, we uh, we weren't even supposed to play that song. I wasn't ready. You know, I was given all these excuses with this attitude. But when I really started to think about it, um, I was like, you know, I uh, absolutely like absolutely you you deserve to give me that criticism because if if I sounded like that, you know, you other people did say it was a great show. But but when you have those people that are always telling you that, you're never gonna get any better you know you gotta have that kind of tough love or or criticism or uh rejection that you face that makes you better now here's even something that really you know really was a a a capper for that was 
you know, Rock had uh, his board set up where he could record your sets for you, which a lot of a lot of clubs do that and have a setup to do that. And so he recorded that for us. So I had this like CD with us playing that song and that awful, just just ear bleeding, screeching solo that uh, I had actually a physical something to listen to and say like, yeah. As it, and, and so just so it wouldn't go start to change in my mind and my memory of me being like, you know what? I don't think it was that bad now that I look back on it. Oh, no, no, no. It's like hit the button, play. It's that bad. No, it's actually not that bad. It's worse, friend. But and that was a hard pill to swallow. It really was. It really was. This is my girlfriend. You know, she's supposed to tell me at least that I'm good. And she's just like flat out like you need to work on your solos. Like and it was like she I felt from her that she was saying I was embarrassed for you. But, you know, she didn't say that. But the the internet, the the intention was there. I think I felt it at least. And she was 100 percent correct. And I, I say this, this is like a this is a story I said to like where you learn a lesson type of story. Um in this episode because that was when I really had to start to think about how I took criticism and what I allowed it to, how I allowed it to affect me and what do I, what I allowed it to do to my work, how I allowed it to affect my work. Um, and that's, that's what a lot of us have to do. You know, we have to take those hard licks sometimes and, and, and know that like, Hey, you know, no one's perfect. Everyone's going to have fuck ups. But when you want to, you know, when you really want to get better at something, or if you're really doing something, you need someone to call you out when you when you're when you're just not do living up to your potential, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're you know, you're becoming lazy, you're whatever, you know, everybody just kind of needs that. And that was like um one of the, my moments where I was like, Jesus Christ. So I did end up uh, very hard practicing that solo. And we, we could play that song moving forward from there with much confidence that I could play the solo. And uh, it was, you know, what I needed. It, it, you know, because I think about what if, if she would have never said that? What if she did say I was fine? Or what if she wasn't there and no one, you know, the band was like, yeah, it's great. Everyone's great, great. And I don't even think about it. I don't give it another thought. Do I, so therefore, am I, do I go and try extra hard to learn it? Does, do I go get that private lesson guy to teach me even more? Do I start, you know, I started buying all these books on modes and started practicing uh, the modes in every key using a metronome and stuff. After what I, Do I do all of that stuff if I don't get this hard, you know, kind of very true straight up criticism from her? I don't know. But I guess I just, you know, say this to say that we need, you know, if somebody has given you some kind of feedback and you don't feel that it's right, you know, maybe give it a, a different look, give it another perspective, uh, be honest with yourself. Sometimes that sucks a lot to have to go like, God, yeah, yeah, I suck or that, that I could do so much better. That's hard. That's hard to admit to yourself, especially when you know you, you do work hard or you feel like you work hard, you know? So I just, I guess that's, uh, just look at it, it, it look at criticism from both perspectives, be willing to accept help from people uh, that's genuine, I guess. And, um, you know, don't don't just surround yourself with uh, people who will tell you what you want to hear all the time. Uh, no one 
grows from that. No one benefits from that. So, so yeah. So I, I like I said, I learned the solo. I played guitar. We and then I, I went on to be in Letters to Voltron, and we, we played a lot of crazy lead parts that were in different time signatures and all this stuff. And I, you know, I was, I was a decent guitar player for a while. You know, now, now I play punk rock because, uh, you know, I, I found out my natural talent is, is, is sucking. Not. <laughs> All right, there you go. Hey, wind cried scary. I'm glad it wasn't scary anymore. Uh, so there you have it, guys. I hope that you uh, had a, a had a great time. I don't know. Thanks, thanks for joining me for another episode. I do very much appreciate it, especially if you're new to the podcast. It means a ton. It means so much to me. So thank you, guys. Please uh, go to johnwayneisdead.com to check out all the things that I am doing. Of course, the 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 shows page with all the dates. Don't even go there. It's all. None of those are happening. I don't know what's happening with that. I'm still waiting for any kind of concrete confirmation. But what, But do go to the shop page at johnmaneisdead.com, and you can pick up any of my books. They're all in stock, including the, my latest, The Cycle from Grindhouse Press. It's very witchy. Uh, I love it. And, um, you know, all the John Wayne is Dead records are there, T-shirts. I got stickers now, bookmarks. Everything is there, and when you order from there, it comes from me, so I'll send you a little something extra and personalize everything. All my books are also on Amazon and Kindle, so if that's your jam, check me out while you're uh, staying healthy out there. And uh, always uh, check me out at my Patreon, patreon.com slash dead. Throw a couple bucks at Uncle Johnny, and uh, major shouts out and thanks to all of the people who are on my Patreon right now. I love you guys so, 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 so much. So that's it. Check me out online at dead on Twitter and Instagram, and my little old name, John Wayne Commonale, on a Facebook. All right. See you guys when the wind cries, Larry. (laughs) 